0: You sound like somebody on cocaine tap dancing.
1: How do you know it's not? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Maybe Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my soloist, I don't know, uh, podcast host, Bubs, because Shaheen is out this week. Um, hi, Bubs. Hi. Hi. Um, This is episode 95 of our podcast. We're going to be talking about The 100, season 7, episode 14. You can find us on SoundCloud and other places on the internet. I'm still in my perpetual fight with uh, Apple Podcasts, so who knows with that. Um, We love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MaybeGeekAgain or MaybeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And, of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. Uh, The run sheet says, great to have you guys here, but there's just one of you. So, Bubs, it is great to have you here. Thank Thank you for joining.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Yes. Um, We usually start with giving a little, like, blurb about ourselves, even though nobody cares anymore. uh, And then a quick icebreaker. So last week's icebreaker, uh, I asked, will we find out um, who who magicked Gaia through the anomaly? And I certainly was saying that if we find out, it won't be satisfying, though I doubted we would find out. I don't remember what you said, but
0: I said it would be more sensical than Bellamy's disappearance, like his fake out death before his actual death. Do you later. still
1: feel that way?
0: no at the same time like having them be different levels of character guy is like a lesser character so they don't really need to explain it to the level of bellamy being gone um at the same time if you take it just like oh bellamy disappeared where is he um and then he disappears and he was on Barda the whole time and that's it um it's that part is the same level i guess i don't
1: know well Th- this is this is even less about what i think and more about that um even though shaheen is not with us today um he's not dead he's just not on the podcast today um, mm-hmm. as far as i know
0: he's on honeymoon probably
1: Right? Like, just say that you want to do it. And like, that's I mean, I'm gonna roll my eyes at you and be like, listen, like, you know, you have podcast responsibilities and six other days of the week, but fine. Uh, But he did want it pointed out that last week, he predicted that we would find out yes, and it would be some red shirt. And he was correct. And we didn't even see his the red shirt's face. So good job, Shaheen. Um I guess uh, for this week's icebreaker, um, less of an icebreaker, and again, just more of a shitty prediction, uh, is Amori going to be dead? We saw we saw some rocks fall on her and Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, are either of them, both of them, one of them dead?
0: Um, oof. I wasn't sure whether the implication was that they were specifically hurt or that they were all trapped in the bunker. Again. Mmm. So Interesting. I wasn't really, I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't really think of it that way. But like, maybe like now that you're mentioning it and focusing in on those two, maybe it's going to be one of those tropes where somebody's trapped by rocks. But if you were to move the rocks and they die because the rocks are the only thing holding their body together. Um, and it's one of Amori or Murphy, which I think it would definitely be Murphy over Amori because they keep calling him his hero. They're going to want to make this tragic hero stuff, which I have more to talk about in terms of Murphy and and who is the hero, um, which yeah. we sort of talked on last week, but, like, there's definitely more to get into this week. Yes. Um, and so I think if that is the case, if it is just about that, I think that Murphy would be the one dying.
1: Okay. Okay. What do you think? Um... Yeah, I could – they have definitely been pumping him up as this hero. That said, you know, we've also tinfoil-hatted that he simply got Bellamy's storyline. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to be like, okay, well, you know, in, in general narrativeness, if we weren't looking at the behind-the-scenes stuff of weird shadow seasons, then them pumping up Murphy as as a hero absolutely signposts his death. On the other hand, who the fu- – like – they just decide on a whim that they're going to, like, you know, kill off their major character, and, you know, who knows if they actually properly planned out Murphy's arc at all. So, (laughs) neat. (laughs) Well, with with that kind of an intro, um, we should probably get into the actual episode, uh, entitled A Sort of Homecoming, written by Sean Crouch and directed by Nyla herself, or as Bubs likes to call her, Neela. Um, It's Neela. It, it's it, oh my god uh jess Harmon um who this is not her first foray into directing but i believe it is her first time on the hundred mm-hmm. so what was your overall take on this episode <laughs> um
0: i think i wrote cringe city
1: and to i believe you did elaborate on
0: that, mm-hmm. um please so a when we, when the we title is a sort of homecoming i
1: wonderfully non-committal
0: yeah, I also wonder if it, it was supposed to be Homecoming, and then when Bellamy died, in it, it, like, it, I think in the, inside the episode, they talked about how this was actually supposed to be, like, a happy episode, <laughs> like, maybe even, like, a calm before the storm. I don't watch all of it, because it just, honestly, I just could not stomach watching the whole thing. <laughs> um, but, so, A, I wonder if that's really what the title was, and then they killed Bellamy, and then it was, like, you know, not the happy um, so it's a sort of homecoming instead of just a homecoming. Um, and so from that vein, my response is Crim City because um and again, a lot of the things I said about last episode where we've been begging for these like um character moments um to to, you know, build up these relationships instead of constantly tearing them down, they do so little upkeep and then they expect, you know, relationships forged in season one to hold. And to be driving forces for things seven years later. Um, And so, anyways, so we have a lot of that. A lot of these, like, little character moments. But when you view them through the perspective of Bellamy just died, it's like, shut the fuck up, guys, and have some respect. Is, like, the (laughs) feeling, like, throughout the entire episode. Like, so, things that, like, I think at one time... Even though I would acknowledge that, yeah, they're probably kind of cheesy. I'd be like, I love them, though. Because, like, I don't, as as a lover of um, camp, I don't Uh like cheese. You know, I will take cheese if, like, the pacing is good and there's, like, great adventure and fun and whatever. I will take all of that and greediness.
1: That was the weird thing about season six is that, like. Those first like two episodes were such a tonal change that I thought that they were moving into camp with the show. Mm-hmm. and then they didn't. and I was like, "Oh, so you guys that was just awkward that was just um, an accident like so yeah much
0: else. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. so so
0: the same thing with this episode, it's like i I like don't even know what to make a bit apart from saying Cringe City because like the cheesy moments were over the top cheese. And you have that juxtaposed with this very sad death that wasn't that sad on screen, but kind of ruined the tone of a, lo- a lot of the show and the legacy of a lot of the show. So it's kind of like, hey, guys, did you um did you realize what happened last episode or no? No, nope, just us. Just us watching the show. <laughs> OK, well, OK. <laughs> All right. Well, so well, what about you? <laughs>
1: Um, God, this is so weird. Like, it's actually a conversation. I'm not even fucking moderating. Um, I, like, my my biggest issue were just kind of, like, all of these retcons that they just threw in there. Like, either retcons or, like, convenience plot devices. Like, just stuff where you're like, what? Like, and we'll we'll get into it. I mean, I would yeah. say that the most egregious one for me was after Murphy sort of convinced Raven that she could you know fix the helmet and stuff and Raven leaves and then he says something about like six years of watching Bellamy manipulate her on the ring and I was just like well A like you're just throwing Bellamy under the bus there who like they made just an ben. effort to show that he was the one who was like the only one on Murphy's side towards the end of the ring separate issue but then also like what what Like, what manipulation? Like, we saw none of that. And so it's, like, you're just kind of throwing it out there and being, like, hey, this fucking asshole who's already dead. And you're, like, what the fuck? Like, are we just gonna, like, scoot our butts over his grave? Like, Jesus Christ. Seriously. And I say this as, like, someone who, you know, likes Bellamy, but he was, like, never my number one. But, like, it's, like, egregious. Like.
0: It's so bizarre.
1: Like, it's super weird. It's
0: such a bizarre thing to say, like. I mean,
1: like, why um, would you say that?
0: It's like you could say like, um, I you know, I heard enough Bellamy speeches, um,
1: yeah, like if you want to bring him up, to, be like,
0: yeah, to know how to like bolster somebody to like inspire them Manipulate yeah,
1: but manipulating was kind of a that was a that was a loaded word, and like not cool, not like, cool. yeah, okay, cool. so. Not cool. Um, speaking of not cool, um, we will, we will spend five seconds on the, um, if, if you're okay to, like, move into the episode. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. All
1: right. Uh, let's spend, like, five minutes talking about, uh, Shady and Bill sitting in a tree. Um, (laughs) which, uh, let me- Right? Like, let me, let me just once again refer back to them gluing the idiot ball to Indra's hand the number of times that she, like, left Shady to die and was like, this'll be it. I'm just I'm not gonna do it myself. It'll it'll take care of, you know, this is the problem that'll wrap up on its own. You're like, oh, so of course he's still alive. Of course. And now with a retcond arm tattoo that is reminiscent of Lexas and the anomaly stone. Shocking. Shocking that we just added that in. Just
0: shoehorning it, making it retroactively fit.
1: I just uh like I uh, fuck. <laughs> um, though, I will, I will say, um, that I did enjoy, uh, Shady's, um, just being kind of a dick back to Bill being a dick, like, Bill being, like, you can't comprehend, and, and, and you know, Shade had a big, like, well, actually, um, so I did, I, that, that part was good, and, like, the two actors are clearly having, like, kind of a good time, like, being yeah. ridiculous, but again, like, we're spending precious minutes of three to the last episode on two dudes that aren't our mains at all yeah, what did you I, think about that area well, of the show
0: if they had some weird like um crazy leader chemistry where i was like are they gonna touch dicks
1: the sh- are they gonna do it
0: but like in a manly way That's like not quote
1: unquote that right. would i mean you know that that would <laughs> redeem it like a lot for right. me just, but, you know, as, as girlfriend likes to tell me, God doesn't love me that much whenever I want to see, you know, gay shit happen on the TV. And she's like, mm, no, it's not, no, it's not going to happen for you. Um, <laughs> so they probably won't touch peens. Uh,
0: well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have a note in here about, um. so, so to summarize, uh, we have, you know, Shadehead making a deal with Bill mm-hmm. to go and pick up Maddie. To get the rest of the memories or whatever, um, and Shadehead is gonna get sent. Like I don't, I don't <coughs> entirely understand why Bill didn't just send one of his top tier Bardo bees.
0: Well, you know, several of them.
1: So, yeah, several like,
0: invisible people to go into a bunker that he knows is enormous. He can draw them. You know, a little map. Um, yeah,
1: like why did it have to be Shadehead? <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, and, and like the other thing is just like when when Shade had a like um, put that up out there, like send me. I was like, who the fuck would send you, you idiot? Like no, no one would trust you. Like and and then he gets sent, and I was like, I'm. It's like this supposed to be like a metaphor for like white men failing upwards, <laughs> like because like only only from that perspective would Bill look at shit had a. And be like, okay, I think he has a point.
1: Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, kindred spirits, we're both terrible dudes, but like, you know, we've made it our business to be in charge and engineer worlds that we are in charge. Like, they yeah. both have this mythology surrounding them when really, like, they're just kind of pricks.
0: Yeah, seriously. They think that they're owed everything, that only they can do something. And it's this is like, this is a
1: shocking shocking revelation in the year of our lord twenty um, <laughs> twenty <that's laughs> mm. uh, yes um anything else about shady and bill
0: oh mm. uh, well, I mean the whole like him staring at the picture of his daughter um I mean he's just such a hypocrite like you can't tell me that like he feels the same thing for everybody because he doesn't have to do shit. He lets everyone else like do everything. And
1: then he just shares a picture of his daughter. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a cult.
0: Yeah. Well, so when people last week were saying there's a picture of was there a picture of Lexa in that book or was that Kaylee or whatever her name
1: is? The one where it was like a face? Yeah. That was Kaylee.
0: Oh, okay. Cause that's probably like Whatever was like, I already forget <laughs> and I just like don't care enough. Um, But no because everyone was saying like Oh Lex was And I was like I, I swear I looked at that And I was like that didn't strike me as Lex But then I like not see it right And I thought I like paused like around a few times And I'm, like okay I must have either just missed it Or like But the fact that it was somebody else I'm like oh, I'm not stupid It wasn't her
1: <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it was Callie Okay. Like, well,
0: maybe there's another picture that I did miss, but I was like, I'm glad that it wasn't me just being stupid because I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that looked like her.
1: Pretty sure. Yeah. Cause I think that that was the whole thing of, you know, again, showing Bill to be a fucking hypocrite. Uh, well, I don't here's the thing. That's how it read. I don't know if that's what they intended. Or if they're trying to like humanize him. I don't fucking you know, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Would you stop? Would you- All right. Um,
0: Call this section "Earth Crew Two Electric (laughs) (laughs) Boogaloo."
1: I love it. I, you know, I got to find my fun where I can uh, (laughs) when I'm making the run sheet. Um, So, so. Clark sorry I'm like blanking on names now like that's that like my brain is just like slowly shuffling this out Um, so Clark follows Bill into the you know anomaly and they wind up in the fighting pits um, with a couple folks around and then Bill is like yo I just happen to have these time travel or tra- sorry uh, space travel pills in my pocket deuces and he pieces out and I'm like so we're just making those up then is that Seriously. we're just cool
0: I mean, the barter technology is the deus ex machina that won't stop giving,
1: apparently. Like, whatever it needs to be? Sure. Why not? And, like, here's a question. So, they were able to, like, magically save Shade Hedda, like, who got, like, gored through in his belly. And he was bleeding out for, like, you know, one would assume, like, an hour, let's At say. Least an hour, yeah. At least an hour on Sanctum. And yet, like, whenever, like, other people got killed or exploded or whatever the fuck by whenever our trusty heroes or whoever the fuck went to Bardo, they just, like, let them die? Or, like, whenever Octavia or whoever beat the shit out of um, Levitt and his face Mm -hmm. was all fucked up and you're like, so Shade Hedda doesn't have any sort of markings or scars or bruising or anything, and yet Levitt, you know look like he, a punching bag yeah so like- i'm just i'm a little confused about their medical technology um, and who gets to have it because it doesn't seem very egalitarian <laughs> um i don't think i'm gonna get an answer for that i don't i don't think we're gonna get an answer
0: if this is um, gonna be like in um starship troopers where i have um,
1: never seen starship troopers how are the, oh my god I, oh, I know of it. Like, I, I remember it being a big movie. Uh, Denise Richards was in that, right? She's
0: in it. Casper um, Van Dien's in it. Um, other people are in it.
1: Shocking. Um,
0: but no, like, so when a character got injured there, like, you're like, he probably died. But then later you see them in, like, this, mach- like, a like a machine that was suspended in, like, some kind of liquid. And so you can see this, like, robotic arm rebuilding the fiber in their leg. So, like, it's, like, basically 3D printing their leg back
1: to... Oh, like in, uh, The Fifth Element? Yes. When they, like, yeah, okay, okay.
0: So, like, that, like, that was cool. And, like, you're, like, oh, that's how they survive. No one has to, like, talk about it. No dialogue is spared. Literally, they just show it. And you're just, like, cool! This is the future. That's what they can do. But this is, like... Everyone's dying. There isn't any magic medicine, and oh, but shit had a shit had to get. Yeah, the we. Medicine.
1: He doesn't even have. He doesn't even have a scar. Yeah, but also Just tattoos. Tattoos. Now. <laughs> Surprise. Um. So. So there's a theory going around on Reddit. Um. And maybe you know we'll we'll get into this a little bit more. But so we. We see Clark, Clark tells everyone about Bellamy. Well, actually, yeah, let, let's talk about that first. So we we have Clark tells everyone about Bellamy. We had the, I had to, I tried everything. He was gone a long time ago.
0: Why did you
1: try? Like, a, a, what did you try? Ago. What, yeah, it's been two days. Like, <laughs> this uh, episode of retconning is just, oh my God.
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much wrong. Like, there's just, there, there's so much that they did wrong. So, yeah, let's start with. A, um, what Clark says in her excuse, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had to, I tried everything.
0: I had to, I tried everything. What does try everything mean? Like-
1: Well, she tried nothing. She tried and nothing? And nothing changed, so she had to kill him. <laughs> something, something, mama bear? I don't know. I feel like you had a note on that as well. Oh, probably. Um, Like, it's just-
0: Uh, (sighs) I think I have it for later during the Maddie conversation. Oh, um, sorry.
1: No, that's okay. But, but like, it's just, they, what was the try to everything? Like, you asked him, but you didn't, like, try shooting him in the leg and see what happens, or, like...
0: Or shoot, like, the bardo B people and be like, I'll shoot another one if you don't give me that book. And then Bellamy could be like, fine, take the book, but this is bigger than Maddie, and eventually... It's going to like come out that Maddie might know something,
1: like and again, this gets back to our point of who gives a shit, just tell them,
0: yeah, seriously, if you think all that's bullshit, what is what that matter are they doing here?
1: what yeah, it's just, oh my God, it's like it's like it's someone saying thing. like it's like someone saying that like, oh, I'll pray for you' and I'm like, okay, like,' cool. yeah, would you be like, don't you dare?'
0: Don't you dare. don't believe don't, that. You don't you fucking dare. dare. I would
1: pray, beat the please. shit out of you if you try to pray, you know, if you try to do a thing that I don't believe in that, like, really will not affect me at all in my right. day to day.
0: Right? This is Texas. I have my gun out and I am allowed to shoot you
1: if you pray for me because- Is, the, is this what you thinks, think happens in Texas? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> half
0: of that's true. No, no. I'm being mean about Texas because in California, and apparently California hates Texas, according to- poll that was
1: done oh yeah i saw i saw that poll and then texas is like we don't think about you at all
0: who does texas hate
1: again uh oklahoma, oklahoma. That was
0: interesting. yeah it's
1: some sort of s- sports thing that i don't pay attention to but point of the matter is clark tried everything bellamy was already too far gone according to echo even though
0: he he was gone a long time ago what is a
1: long so why were you looking for him for five years oh, while you were God. on penance? Like why was Octavia? Or, yeah, why was Octavia trying to get back to him for ten years? Like I'm so confused by like how did the writers? write this with a straight face and are like no this people are gonna people are gonna buy this yeah sure yeah i'm like it was two episodes ago like we're not stupid it's not like you're like making a reference to something that was like way back in season one or two and like there's a detail that got wrong and you're like oh fine like you guys were lazy this was like two episodes ago
0: it was two episodes ago and really yeah i feel like the writers think the audience is stupid and according to reddit some of us are (laughs) but like no it doesn't make any sense and like and so then we go into this like octavian echo immediately forgive clark and go into this cheese-tastic hug that i'm just like this is unearned this is like and they what is this
1: they could have made it earned like again like it's not It's not that Bellamy died, though, you know, arguments can, like, fine, if you're going to kill him, fine. Like, it's not like that hug couldn't have been earned, fucking fine. Like, they could have made this stuff work and they did not do, they didn't even do shortcuts. They, like, literally put two dots on a piece of paper and were like, ta-da, connected. Yeah, exactly. It's not.
0: Yeah, and, like, for example, something that would make a connection like that earned, and and I would say, like, yeah, Octavian Clark had a moment that was nice.
1: Yeah. Um, in the last episode.
0: Yeah, in, but the thing is, um
1: Two episodes Octavia, ago,
0: whatever I'm sure everybody still thought that there was time to figure things out with Bellamy. Like if we're yeah. gonna talk about the truth of the char- the actual characters, not whatever the writing has been these last two episodes. Um, the you know, we don't we're not so quick to give up on people. Humans are not quick to give up on people. Um,
1: and Especially, so, like, people that they love with all their hearts and her ex- family and, exactly. you know, have sacrificed so much for the other person every time, blah, exactly. blah, blah, blah.
0: And so, um, ignoring the fact that it was ridiculous that Clark just killed him. So, Clark announces she killed Bellamy. And, you know, Octavia has questioned the things she's done in the past. Like, think about, like, Tom DC. And so, to have her knee-jerk reaction be to to kind of, like to um, regress from last episode where they kind of found common ground and to be upset at first. Like her and Echo get upset at Clark, maybe say something mean, walk away. And the rest of the episodes progress with everyone kind of grappling with it and trying to figure out what they're doing next. And then towards the end of the episode, we have some kind of like Octavia and Echo come around and they're not like happy about it, but they have words to say to Clark. And that's the start of, like, moving forward. And the next episode, something happens, and it pushes it more. And then maybe in the finale, then we can have that cheesetastic hug, because then it will have been earned. Then it will have been built up and have, like, all the building blocks that make a hug like that actually mean something and actually be something the audience feels feels, um, outside of the people who are just, like, looking up from their phone every two seconds and are like, oh, oh, are they hugging? Oh, that's cute. Cool. You know?
1: Well, and it's like, if they had, yeah, like, if if they put in that work, and then, like, at the, you know, the very end of the season, whether or not transcendence is true or false, whatever it is, like, then they're like, you know, fuck, you know, Bellamy died, you know, believing this thing that turned out to be true, holy shit, like, awful, or holy shit, like, he was duped this whole time, like, you know, I feel horrible having killed him, you know, over that. But, like, yeah, like, to have earned that, which they did not they did not and like i know that like we've been railing against these episodes but like they i feel like they're getting progressively worse in terms of like gaslighting the audience yeah yeah that's i
0: totally feel
1: that um and yeah yeah well i I was gonna move us to uh like clark destroying the helmet which i feel like again falls into this like what um, let me see
0: one more thing before you move on from oh, the first opening scene. Um, because one of the things that, like, really made me mad um, is, let me find it because I think I wrote down the whole think, quote. Um, oh. So, when Echo gives her little speech to Clark where she's, like, um, she's giving, like, a reason for why Bellamy joins the cult, and this is what she says. He needed all this chaos to make sense. All the violence, all the people we've killed, he couldn't accept that it was all meaningless. So that is what she's saying as to why Bellamy needed the cult, why he joined, etc. But the thing that that completely ignores is everything that Bellamy is. Because from the beginning, one of like the core elements of Bellamy was that for him, his connections, his family, his love, All of that was always worth the fight. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so he already had a reason for why the violence, he already had a reason for why he was okay selling his soul. um, Because for him, it was worth it to protect the people he loved and cared about. And so by saying that he joined a cult because he needed it to be, like it completely contradicts everything about him. (laughs) And it just—it doesn't make sense. So how can these? And everything
1: that he said, everything that Bellamy himself said to them, yes. when trying to explain why, like, were they just not listening?
0: Yes, exactly. Like, it's not even like a contradiction of, that I'm saying. Like throughout the seasons, it's like last episodes with Bellamy explaining why he's doing this. It. What is going on? <laughs> I mean. I know that <laughs> shit went down behind the scenes, but like. But this doesn't even make sense. This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. Um, It just, it kind of just makes the characters even less meaningful or even real. It's just kind of they're spouting whatever in the moment, you know?
1: I mean, I would, of course, like to, you know, give it up to the actors, and, you know, I, I think that Jess did, you know, a, a really good job with a lot of these sort of some of the character moment scenes that, like you mentioned, that we've we've been begging for and finally got a couple mm-hmm. of them. Like, I think that she did, like, a really good job with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't even imagine being one of the actors and getting these scripts and being like, the fuck? Because, like, your job is to perform the words on the page and do a good job at it. And so, like, that's what they're doing. But at the same time, like, I just want to be like, so you read that too, right? Like, Yeah. Because they've always, you know, like, whether or not they are, you know, maybe at cons, they're just bullshitting, but like, you know, especially Bob, but you know, to a a big degree, you know, Eliza and, you know, Richard and, you know, everyone just trying, they, they always come off as so thoughtful about their characters like they've spent time you know in in these characters heads for seven years like they they know them you know these these are these are a facet of them that they've you know they they step into their skin and that's that's what they do and so you're just kind of like I wish that I could ask you know as an actor like what is it like to like read a script that so clearly doesn't isn't who you've been playing and isn't like a lot, like is in direct conflict with a line that you spoke or that your character heard two episodes ago. Yeah. And is like retconned.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that each actor is different. Um, and For I, sure. I do think that they all definitely spend a lot of time thinking about their characters. And of course some more than others. Like I was like in Bob's interviews, I really did feel like he was really thinking through like his character and I, I'm sure they all do it. Maybe he was just, like, better at vocalizing it than others. Um, but, like... I, I And, like, yeah, every actor's different. Someone gets the script, and they're like, well, okay, here we go. And I know that Bob would complain about things that he didn't think made sense for Bellamy. Like, if something didn't make sense to the character, he would go to the writers about it. And I think there's a great... Um. After Bellamy died last episode, um, past writer Aaron Ginsburg posted a a picture from the set of him um, and Bob arguing on set, and it was this really. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It was so cute because he's like, he's like, um, this was an epic fight we had on set. Um, that was just you know the beginning of like what became a lifelong friendship. Um, and so it's just like it shows you that like yeah these actors are passionate. They have like a very complete idea of who their character is. And so, not that I'm trying to imply but that this is why Bellamy was killed off, although it makes you think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah, I really do wonder, like, you know, Richard getting that line about Bellamy being manipulative. Like, how do you deliver that? Like, um, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I feel like I birdwalked a
0: little bit, but. (laughs)
1: Anyways. <laughs> no, no, it's it it, it works. Um, if it's okay with you, like I'd like to move yeah. us into uh, Clark smashing the helmet. Which again, like, add that to the list of like Clark used to be like really fucking cold and calculating. And the only times when like shit kind of really didn't go her way is when like she had a plan and all this, and then like. You know, fuck, she got, like, randomly outsmarted, but she was always super quick to adapt, you know, whatever, like, for example, you know, a really good example of that, of course, is Lex's betrayal in season two, and, like, you know, pushed her in a different direction, you know, she's back in a corner, but, like, she still, you know, was smart, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like, she was always fiercely intelligent, and yet, like... Her just rage hulking out, smashing the helmet and being like, all the people we care about are here. And you're like, okay, but Clark, first of all, I don't know if you've listened to our podcast, but we have more than once talked about the need for a number of people for population. Like already Sanctum doesn't have enough people. And like, you know, the handful of you guys that are now just stuck, you know, in a bunker. Right. um, Two two of your dudes are gay. Not saying that they couldn't, you know, take one for the team, but you know, like it's Donation. <laughs> it's still not, still not great. I don't know if you know if if there's any turkey basters left somewhere in the galley, but you know it's and just you kind had of have like
0: been to make those you know human gelatin cubes.
1: I mean, yes, clearly, clearly, chef, chef with the turkey baster, you but like
0: you suck out the bone marrow.
1: <clears throat> um. I do, I do wonder what, what human people cubes would taste like, but probably not very good. I bet that they didn't have a lot of salt or something. You know what I mean? Like, it was probably just like really bland and kind of meaty. Yeah. But whatever. it probably be like
0: not enough horse hooves.
1: <laughs> right? Do we have any... Does anyone have any fast-growing fingernails we can dry, <laughs> grind down? All right, that's disgusting. Um, but so, you know, Clark smashing the helmet and just like kind of... And again, this kind of goes into her shooting Bellamy. Again, it just go Like, it's her being like having an idea and then being really fucking rash about how to like quote unquote achieve ends. And so there was some theory floating around on Reddit that, you know, whether I think it's grasping at straws personally, but saying that this has all been a simulation for Clark and that's why she's been acting super out of character because like, she's like kind of, you know, running around in some sort of, you know, she is taking the test Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but I saw multiple posts about that on Reddit and Twitter. I was curious what your take on that was, or if they're just writing Clark yeah, as a fucking I, emotional idiot at this point.
0: I, yeah, no, I, I saw some of those and I, one of them in particular was about Clark being in a coma, maybe. And so I think one of the first comments was, um, um, like, don't, don't, um, offend the writing by like all these like coma, um, theories. And I was like, okay, when everybody is- Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait like offend the writing? Or like a, yeah, or a simulation, like, it's because the writing is so bad that you have to come up with a reason for it, you know? There has to be something that makes it make sense. So, in terms of, I guess in terms of the simulation, um, like, we see DOs that kill Hope, and so, like, you are like, well, maybe... Maybe it would they be They have okay, the technology. does it doesn't really fix it? If it's a simulation, would Clark still kill Bellamy without trying anything else? Like, does that actually make it better? I, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know.
1: Yeah, and, you know, so she's in a simulation. That also doesn't explain why she's acting out of character. Yeah. I mean, well, no, okay. She's acting out of character for the Clark that, like, we have been missing for a very long time. Instead, all she does is... Her entire identity is protecting Maddie, but to a degree that, like, doesn't even make logical sense in protecting Maddie.
0: Yeah. And, and also, it's, like, we're reliving we Season 5, Clark. And also, like, Dioza earlier this season, when she, like, kept trapping Octavia there on um, Skyrim, um, literally she did the same thing. She smashed a helmet. Oh, yeah. So that Octavia could not go through... And yeah, it's Bardo. So, like, what is this? Like, I know that people have said it before. Like, neither you and I are not mothers.
1: No. So, no.
0: I think it's to an extent like we're a little bit out of our element in talking about this, but I know that our friends who are mothers feel very offended by this whole mama bear idea because for them, in when there's situations of danger, it's when their mind crystallizes to become rational to you know, do the best they can for the kid in the environment and that doesn't mean acting rashly and um, and like a cornered animal, you know the way that Clark yeah. and Deota have in these instances um, so it, it's kind of offensive what it says about motherhood um, and I don't know that it excuses the things that are done in in that vein
1: yeah, it's, it's like her smashing the, because it, it, it doesn't. It's the same. Honestly, it becomes then the same thing that Dioza didn't want for Hope, which by keeping Octavia there, because Dioza was like, you know, I'm going to die, then you're going to die, then Hope is going to be alone. Like, I can't have you leave. Like, I can't be the only one that he's here for Hope. And then she lives alone, Island of the Blue Dolphin style for, you know, 50 years or whatever the fuck after I'm dead. And that's the exact same position that Clark is going to put Maddie in. Because... Mm -hmm. There's, like, ten of them or whatever. I didn't even count. Like, and so then Maddie's going to be alone and trapped and, like, you know, knelling herself in the woods. And it's just... It doesn't make any sense.
0: It doesn't make any sense. And like you said, we've done And smashing before. the helmet
1: doesn't prevent people from coming through the anomaly. Like, that's the other thing. <laughs> it prevents them from fucking leaving, sure. But it's not – clearly, it does not prevent anyone from showing back up. So at that point, you're just fucking trapped.
0: Right. And also, didn't the helmet have, like, a lot of other, like, really useful information? Super,
1: like, helpful information? Like, I
0: bet you can be like, helmet, where is water? And then helmet right? be like – uh, twenty-three degrees north of here. You can find water. <laughs> like, I, it's just it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. And like you said, we've done the math before. I think it's what was this
1: the bottom I think you need like eighty at, people to. I, yeah, bottom. like I let's say a hundred just for you know shits and giggles. Um, they are woefully under that. I'm pretty sure Sanctum is woefully under that, which is a whole separate issue of shithead and not understanding anything, you know, which, to Bill's credit, yes, you know, maybe it's something that he can't comprehend. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um, they're just, Clark just kind of stranded them for nothing. It,
0: it, yeah, she strands them for nothing. She kills Bellamy for nothing. And I'm sure that, like, we're, we're talking into the themes of what the next few episode is going to be. But, you know, in saying all of this, and saying, like, without knowing that that's what we're kind of, like, um, twisting ourselves into, um, we're twisting the characters into serving the plot once again. And it's just, it's not fun to watch, because that's obviously not what the characters would do. Um... I mean, you could argue because Clark has acted irrationally before, but like that was another plotline that people did not enjoy because it wasn't realistic to who Clark was. Even yeah. when you factor in like she has a child now. Yeah, she has a child now. She's going to act even smarter <laughs> because she yeah. has to keep that child alive. <laughs> she's going to want You don't get to be dumber. Yeah, she's going to want the people she trusts to stay alive so that they can help her with Maddie. Because it only benefits her child to have a community of people helping take care of her.
1: Yeah, it, it Who's, just- who fucking knew? <laughs> so okay, okay. I feel like I've, I, I'm. I'm going to move us along because there are plenty more times that I'm going to rant about Clark this episode.
0: Oh, one um, last but- thing about the helmet yes. smashing though. Um, the yeah. whole everyone we care about is here again. Like I cannot stress <laughs> enough. I cannot stress enough how the show gaslights these relationships. Into being things they haven't been um, upkept to be. So we're just now. If to- she
1: said everyone I know is here, sure. But,
0: but she also said everyone we care about. I think
1: no, no, she did. But like, if she said everyone we know is here, fuck you know, fuck sanctum. Yeah. I would be more on board with that. But instead, she yeah, you're right. Or, everyone that we care about, and I'm like, oh, you mean your fake relationship with Gaia that was given two episodes? And they're we like, <laughs>
0: huh. Yeah, your your frenemieship ship with Raven that I guess was slightly fixed this season, but has like seasons and seasons worth of like tearing each other apart, and like one scene of like building it back up. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, you know, my shipper heart will always take some princess mechanic, but you know, I have to be realistic and remember, God does not love me that much. Well,
0: they have great chemistry, and their they do. They should not have been tanked. In season, it should
1: have been, it, it was, should have been good.
0: Yeah, it sh- like, they, they ruined it season two. Or no, they, they realistically had a separation in season two that they never really put the work into to rebuild. And, like, yeah. they really have fantastic chemistry. Like, if I had to pick um, another, like, same-sex relationship for Clark and it couldn't, you know, it couldn't be Lexa. Like, I think that Princess Mechanic had all the things that it needed to have. It, it absolutely did. Be developed, so,
1: but you know, fuck yeah. us, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this show doesn't uh, want to be
1: good. <laughs> no. Um. I can. Are you ready to move along? Um. Yeah. Okay. So, actually, perfect segue because speaking about same sex relationships, we actually got a scene with Maxon intimate. I mean, sort of intimate. We were they were shown post coitally, which. I will, I will, I will compliment sandwich this, um, in the sense, because again, when girlfriend and I were watching, like we railed against the exact same thing. So on the one hand, yay, they have been shown to have, to be people who are intimate, like because their relationship was like otherwise very neutered, um, and like had, you know, nothing, whatever. So like clearly they, they have banged, good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, my, the shit part of the sandwich, of the compliment sandwich is, that was the most, like, awkward and non-believable intimacy mm-hmm. cuddling that I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, With, like, Jackson's arm, like, awkwardly crooked. Like, no was one was so- buying it. it was
0: so- like, you
1: guys were, like, two bros pretending to cuddle. Like, come on now. It was, like, the
0: whole stroking the nipple. Like, I, mean, I understand he wasn't actually stroking his nipple the whole time. But, like, the way that it was blocked.
1: I, yeah, it was like no it was just not it was not like his arm was weird it just it didn't look comfortable or intimate like yeah. so that's that's the shit part of the sandwich and then you know the the the, the other compliment part of that is like It was nice, again, to your point of us, like, begging for these character moments to, like, be able to, you know, because Jackson, they have put him in this sort of therapist role this season, whenever he does show up randomly Mm -hmm. after disappearing for five episodes. Mm -hmm. So to have him sort of, like, you know, have some processing with Miller and Miller, you know, talking about his time, you know, of, you know, with Bellamy and, like, being back in the bunker and, like, you know, what that means for him. Mm -hmm. Hey, we got a character moment um what about you did you did you have any feels i know that neither of us are max and shippers so yeah
0: well no i so i've always had a soft spot for miller i know that i've talked about it several times um and i've always wanted more for him um so i'll talk more on that like with the whole bomb thing i think that that was nice um but so this scene yeah it was nice to have an intimate max scene but like for me i didn't really take it that it was like post-coital because it, it to me it felt like pre for some reason. Um, and I wish, like, I, the nipple striking Miller
1: did not seem like he wanted to bang after that.
0: Well, I know that it was, like, an emotional moment, but, like, I guess, like, the way that I... Okay, things that I would have preferred. Like, okay. the, I, the conversation they were having, I wish it would have, like, you know, he talked about Bellamy, and I wish it would have been, like, just a little bit more significant, because... He starts talking about Bellamy and immediately segues into his dad. And I'm not upset that he talks about his dad. I'm happy mm-hmm. that he, do- he does it. And then he talks about it with Jackson because, like, it does give more weight to the relationship as being a real thing that we're watching on screen. And that um, has meaning for both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, like, such a, like, oh, we have to talk about Bellamy because we have to talk about Bellamy. And then let's talk about, like, something else because character moment. Um, so it's just I could just see a little string sort of being pulled. pulled. And the whole, like, I I had to watch it a few times because the nipple striking was just so, (laughs) it was just so, um,
1: destructing.
0: Anyways, so it was like,
1: distracting because his arm was like awkwardly propped just yeah. so it could be so his hand could be there. And you're like, no one's lying down like that. Yeah. like I would, At preferred- least not in a long term relationship. Like if you're yeah. like brand new with someone, you are willing to put up with being uncomfortable. But like yeah. when you have been in a relationship, you're like, yo, my arm is falling asleep. You need to move.
0: Exactly. And so I would have preferred like, um, like Miller staring at the ceiling, like thinking about all these things. Um, Jackson is kind of, like, propped up on his own elbow, looking at him, and instead of, like, the whole nipple thing, like, and this is, this is still intimate, like, maybe playing with, like, the happy trail hairs, because that's, like, intimate. looks kind of sexy, but not, like, distracting, like, it's, I feel like that gives, like, the like it, it definitely needs more of like a sexual intimacy thing yeah. because it's been so neutered and it's been really apparent and it really makes it feel like this token relationship. I mean, maybe Jared Joseph's,
1: Joseph on. is is super duper ticklish and that's why they couldn't do it. Maybe, but like, like with the happy trail, but no, like it was just it was. Like, there had to have been a different way to do it. You know? Yeah, it was not. It didn't read as actually intimate.
0: Yeah, and the second, so they kiss for two seconds and then fade to black.
1: Yes, So I always. really
0: think that that should have been, like, like, you know, with how many times with the women, have they used sex to, like, get their mind off of something? But, like, never with the men, especially Jackson or Maxson. Or right, or like,
1: Jones not right. to be whatever, and I always, like, fucking hate this line whenever it appears, but it's such a trope when, like... You have the girl, like, telling the dude, like, make me feel something else. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like that's even sh- – like, I want to say that Raven has said that. Like, it's it's yeah. shown up in all sorts of media or whatever. Like, have one of them say that. Yes. Like
0: Raven and Bellamy doing it was her wanting to think about – quote, unquote, wanting to think about something else and also sort of get back at Clark because she thought that maybe Clark liked Bellamy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god.
1: Fuck's goddamn sake. All right. So – um, so we move along into the, uh, piano room where Gabriel just happens to, of course, uh, be Mr. Piano Man, um, and you actually have a note here that, uh, how did Nyla know Monty's moonshine recipe, but they were both in the bunker together. For, like, two seconds. Like, what do you mean two seconds? Oh, right, because Monty was on the fucking ring. Yeah. Oh, that's, I always forgot about that. I just imagined him in the bunker, but no, he didn't, he was on the fucking ring.
0: He was on the ring, and so he, so Nyla had these hidden around the bunker, so clearly it was, like, through the whole bunker time, cause she was, like, there was really, like, heavy rules, so I guess he yeah. wasn't allowed to drink, like, in his prohibition terms? I don't, Again. Yeah, we're weird, retconning some rules here. Real, weird, weird, like, little tidbits dropped. Puritan. They could be great tidbits giving, like, more life to, like, what life was, like, in the bunker days But like it's just Kind of like okay Monty's moonshine And I kept trying to think Like what is the story That I could tell myself To like make this Make sense But it it really It really ends up Being a stretch Because um So you I know, mean the purpose hmm?
1: I, I think that the purpose Of it was to give Some connection For Jordan For sure Oh yeah Um Like, that's, that's clearly what it was in service to, to, like, anchor it and have him drink his dad's moonshine recipe, like, and move that part of the plot along. But yeah, to your point, like, it's just kind of like, okay?
0: Yeah, no, but, like, trying to tell that story. So Jasper and Monty made moonshine um, before the adults came down. Once the adults came down, we never saw that again. We saw that there was a bar, but, like, it's not like they set up Monty and Jasper As like the The bar salesman, old, like old, old timey suppliers. prohibition
1: Speakeasy owners Yeah
0: so unless they Had that stuff in there Like it, I'm just like what What
1: <laughs> Or like um, I found Monty's old Moonshine recipe like hidden You know in one of these grates, Or you know something Like some way to like I don't know how that would have happened, but like, you know, he gave me his recipe before going up to space or, you know, what the fuck? Like something, well, they, like, like some way to like
0: yeah, have
1: two let, of them in a scene together and like say, you know, retcon, at least that, that like, it would make sense.
0: Yeah. Like it could have been like, because supposedly there were delinquents that probably ended up in the bunker. So like even some quick line being like, you know, like, this is your dad's recipe. I got it from another Sky Crew person. Like... Yeah. Because, like, we always like, sit there and, like, try to make it make sense in our head, and it's just, like, a little bit too much of a stretch. It,
1: when when we're so stretched out and limber with everything else happening.
0: Everything. It's just, like, a little bit too much on top of that.
1: I, I will say that, like, despite how sort of awkward and nonsensical it was for Nyla to have the recipe... The fact that they did call back Monty's Moonshine was nice. Like again, yes. we should be having an entire season of these things where we're like, oh, like looking through like a memory book, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like in that sense, like I appreciated it. Like I am not a huge Jordan. I, I don't really care that much about Jordan. Sorry. Like you know, sorry, Shannon. Well, like it's it's not your fault. But like it was it was a nice. Nice, something. It, it was nice to give Jordan something, if that mm. makes sense.
0: No, I'm completely with you. And like, under better circumstances, like it is such a great throwback mm-hmm. about Monty, and really like saying Monty in your namesake Jasper Jordan's moonshine recipe. Um, yeah, because it is. It is like a great little like acknowledging the things that came before. Um, they just did it in like a lazy. Messy way, um, shocking. Yeah,
1: shocking. Um, so you know, a party is getting started there. We're clearly going to do something with Hope and Jordan, but you know, we'll we'll table that for now. Um, mm-hmm. We then move into when Murphy talks, convince Ra- convinces Raven into into fixing the the helmet, and we get that line that I bitched about uh, earlier in the episode um, about manipulating on the ring. What?
0: i'm it, still upset about that it? like I, I i sat there for a long time like i paused it and i was just like what is it trying to say like what is it just trying to put bellamy down as part of the like it's fine that he died because like he was manipulative and he was gone a long time ago and like i i still can't make sense of it i still don't understand what they're trying to say about that line."
1: Right, because it's it would have also been one thing if Bellamy if we had seen that you know and like or if Bellamy had been someone who had often manipulated Raven. Except like that was never anything that ever happened on the ring or otherwise.
0: He's, yeah, he's never been accused of manipulating anyone. The closest, the closest that it ever came he doesn't to have him. that finesse. Well, no, I think that he has. A, he's great socially. But, like, the whole thing is that he inspires masses. He inspires people.
1: Right. He doesn't need to manipulate. He
0: doesn't. Like, the only time that he was accused of manipulating, and I understood the criticism, um, was in season five when he tells Maddie um, right. ab- about the taking the flame. And at the same time, like, I went back and forth on the scene. And again, like, I'm not a mother. The mothers clearly had, like, a very s- strong line with that, that it was just, like, a kid can't make that decision, so you don't give a that decision to a kid to make. And for me myself, like because I'm not a mother, I kept putting myself in Maddie's shoes. And if that were me and this was like my mother and I could save my mother, but they decided that they shouldn't tell me about that because then I would be forced to make that decision obviously. Um I think that I would want to know, I guess. Um because I would like if I found out later that I could have saved her and I didn't. I would be really upset about that. But that's really like, it doesn't make that scene better. I hate that we have to have that conversation. But like, still, I guess like, because I trust Felony and because I like him as a character, I give him that benefit of the doubt by looking at the way that I kind of tried to look at it. Um, and so it's hard, like, it was a shitty thing all around. But, like, yeah, that is the closest he got to manipulating a child, and at the same time, like, if we're forced to go down that line, which I don't think the show should to have begin with, um, I get why he did it, I guess. You know?
1: <laughs> I mean...
0: And that's the closest we get to manipulation, which, again, I don't think that that's fair.
1: Like, it's just a word him. choice. It's, yeah. like, it. it could have been, like, you know, six years on the arc of, you know, watching them interact or, you know... Watch, Because, you know, when we saw the stuff on the Ark and like what we were kind of having to read between the lines was that like, you know, Raven and Bellamy were the two head honchos Mm -hmm. on the Mm Ark. And so like to say manipulating, that's no, like co-leading, like learning how Bellamy and Raven worked together, and how if there was a disagreement, maybe it was how Bellamy kind of would use his people skills in order to convince Raven, like, you know, to come on, on his side versus, Mm -hmm. you know, that's never been Raven's skill. Raven's skill is give her a problem and she'll fucking solve it, and needing to hype her up when she doesn't have the confidence in it, because, you know, the, the, the same thing happened in season one when, like, you know, she's, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but like i have memories of you know when she was going to build um you know the 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 thing for the drop ship that like burned all of the grounders and stuff and sort of having people be like so listen we know you can do this we have confidence in you like mm-hmm. you can make this happen and raven being like oh yeah i guess i fucking can that's cool um right. you know something to that degree like raven's issue hasn't ever it's it's a confidence issue and Needing someone to, like, give her that boost And her kind of being like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I got this yeah. Which is not manipulation
0: Yeah, and it's it's honestly It's frankly obs- um, Offensive to say that Somebody could manipula-
1: manipulate Raven Because we've
0: never We've never seen that to be the case um,
1: Except Allie, but I think that that was kind of, That's not really manipulation either not, Like, like false <laughs> your brain was controlled
0: Yeah, you're, it's false advertising You know, she was yeah. Her role number position was about like pain, and that's a very specific
1: situation. Yeah. Um So it, it, that that whole line, just like, and the fact that like Amori went along with it, you know, like the fact that like clearly they that was that was I would say like the most egregious thing that happened in this episode, in my personal opinion, because um, it I, just wasn't true.
0: I mean all of the all of my most egregious things. Um, I think have to do with Bellamy and one was like Echo's speech about giving him a reason why he he was already
1: too far gone or whatever
0: yeah oh oh, giving him meaning that like weird excuse that goes against everything that is Bellamy and then this yeah that goes against again it it goes against who Bellamy is um and so like the thing is the reason why this is bad writing is because we don't sit here and in like they're like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I can see it now that they've said it. Like, I can see what they mean by only being manipulative. No, we're sitting here thinking, like, why did the writers do that? We're completely taken out of the story. Because now we have to sit there and be like, what is the intention of this? Because it's a writer intention. It's very clearly a writer intention and not an organic direction of the story.
1: Right. And so I actually tweeted about this, and it got it got a smeege of traction, not as much as any of my tweets uh, about Bellamy, because I don't know, you fucking Bellarkers are crazy on the internet, and those are the only thing of mine that go viral. But all of this season makes sense if if the writers wrote to the shadow seasons that we never saw. Yeah. Like we, like we, every season since like three or so, we have always been like, well, hold up, like, what if there was like this whole other season that they wrote, um, in which case, yeah, Bellamy maybe was a prick on the Ark and you know bitched about not having meaning and all of the death, and you know all of this makes sense if you would only watch those shadow seasons, right? Oh my goodness! Oh my god! All right. Um. So another scene that. <clears throat> I will say was probably the best, in my opinion, done in terms of like, hey, character work, remembering things. Um was Indra and Octavia having a conversation.
0: Absolutely agree. This was a, um, a start to finish perfect conversation.
1: Please, please, please talk to me
0: about it. Yeah, no, I mean, my I think like if I had to nitpick and have a complaint, I'd say like I wish this happened last season. Yes. Um, but, you know, we're we're back in the bunker. So like it is it is like a a good—it's traumatic place to have this conversation.
1: Um, like for was, yeah, for for Octavia to say, I thought that I had, I thought I was over it, but like now I'm back here, and you're like, yeah, that's how trauma works. Like yeah. you're never just fully over it. Like you get thrown back into the place where you were your worst.
0: Yeah, and and also like I I like that um you know when we were watching season five, I think we were kind of like, why is. Indra letting some of this stuff happen like why we kind of were kind of questioning like how did this dynamic get set up and like of course at the end of the day we had a lot of grief for um directed at kane and abby for never never taking responsibility for what happened um and not saying it was only their fault but like they were a huge driving force um to octavia's eventual storyline um but Indra was also there, and it was it was kind of like, why isn't she bringing sense to the situation? So having her vocalize her own guilt, and to, to connect with Octavia on that level, and kind of like, heal from what they went through, um, it felt earned. It felt like, I'm so happy they're having this conversation. And again, nitpicking, I wish they'd had more conversations since season five, but they haven't. And um, And so, yeah, it was
1: a great moment. Like, what did you think? Um, no, I think, you know, it was that scene. I loved it. Like, we needed to have it. Um, You know, it was well done. Like, Indra, or Adina Porter is always great, and I've always loved their scenes together. So it was, like, really nice that we got to have a scene together like that. But it also served to remind me as, like, why didn't we get a whole season of these kind of fucking closure moments? Like, There has been so much unresolved business between everyone. Like, and why haven't we, like, why isn't this the whole season? Like, why didn't you write to that? Like, regardless of whether or not Bellamy is in the story or not, like, regardless of whether or not we spend all of this stupid fucking time with up blowing up shit on Sanctum repeatedly, repeatedly, like that, that was the most excruciating storyline. It wouldn't fucking end. But nowhere in either of those did it say that we couldn't have good necessary conversations to wrap up these character arcs and the relationships between like them. Yes. So Absolutely. instead we got like a retcon from Murphy about manipulating Raven when like that in itself could have been a wonderful like callback moment of like their relationship and how far they have come. Mhm. But it wasn't. So anyway, so I will say that like I really did appreciate that we got that from indra and octavia because i think that that's something that like i think we've all wanted for a very long time especially indra being like it wasn't all you like yeah. we 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 had our we had our uh goodwill hunting moment you know it's not your fault it was kind of your fault but like it's it wasn't fault. totally your fault it's, together. it's a little bit both it. um i just want to like this this we don't even have to talk about this because it was like kind of a throwaway bit before um before we got you know some other more important or at least not important but at least weightier scenes but I would just like to point out that like we then cut to like Gabriel playing the piano and which whenever I the h-
0: ivories tick, nice.
1: Just let me roll my eyes at that into the back of my head and I have a concussion Um that song that I cannot remember it, I wrote it down, um, but you know, whatever fucking famous song it is that he's playing, um, it always, whenever I hear that, and it's like some dude like sitting at a piano playing it, I, I'm always reminded of Interview with the Vampire and Lestat playing that before Kirsten Dunst uh, feeds him dead bodies and slits his throat. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for supporting my 90s movie reference. I feel like I haven't been keeping up with them um, for a bit. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's talk about the Echo slash Ash uh, and Nyla scene. Okay. Uh, I, I, I can already tell that you were super excited about it. Um, um, my note. You you should go
0: first and say like if you have positive stuff.
1: I mean, so my note on it was like, it was a fine scene in terms of like, sort of character details and them bonding or whatever, like if that's what they wanted to do, except it didn't belong here this needed to happen ages ago like never mind the fact that like like there was no point in sort of echo being like and i never told bellamy my real name and you're kind of like well is now the time to be telling Not like it was just it was so weird it was such a weird thing and then to like have nyla be like by the way i'm half asgeta and you're like okay like and like why are why are we spending time on this Okay, that was that. That's both of our feels on the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess like one of my one of my notes is what a waste of time, just like the Becco relationship, and that that directly goes to the dialogue at play because it's like, um, again, with every time, and like I think Tony's reactions really, um, <laughs> really drove home the fact that like it starts all these conversations start to be about Bellamy, and then becomes something like completely like different. So it's like, oh, well, I, I thought we were going to talk about Bellamy, but go on. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so she goes into how um, she never actually said who she really was. And, and this is where, again, the writers forget their own writing, where she's like, for six years, I well, they were only, like, dating a par- Apparently three years, which I still think that that was the writers being petty when everyone was like, well, we don't know how long they were dating. They're like, oh, good. We'll say the second it was three years, that's when they started dating. Um, And so, yeah. So Echo's just like, yeah, I kept trying to say like who I really was. And and I'm just like, sweetie, this was a shoehorned backstory that happened in season six. And it was only there because people complained about you not having a backstory. And then they unceremoniously killed off Bellamy before there was any resolution to the fact that you were dating under a huge lie and you guys didn't actually even know who each other were. Um, And then because they killed him before you could actually come to terms with that, now you're having this conversation with Nyla. And also because of that, I'm pretty sure Nyla was made to be half an Asgeta, um, because it was convenient that her name was Nyla that you can sort of now say um, it was Queen Nia, who was the um, reason why you were named that, even though they pronounce it Nyla and not Nia, like the way I pronounce Nyla. So... Uh. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it's just like again, it's messy writing. And at least they tried to kind of tie it together with like, yeah, Echo's backstory being about Nia, even though they didn't even really connect it apart, you yeah. <laughs> know? Right? Um, like it was supposed to like the
1: audience. Right, the audience is like, "Oh yeah, I remember that scene with 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 Queen Nia and then like From somehow the Nyla is just supposed to know that too?" I don't like, she's like, so why are we talking about Asgheta?
0: Yeah, like, if they wanted to put the scene in season five.
1: Yeah. Where, right.
0: it, and it's not even about, like, Echo saying her truth. It could just even, like, it being like, they don't actually know who I really am. And not even going into, like, her real backstory. That could come later. This could be, like, that could have been, like, the first, like, breadcrumb of, like, something to come, which would have made it not <laughs> a shoehorned in, reactive backstory. Um, but it would have
1: added a little bit of mystery and depth to Echo, and we would have been curious. Like it would have connected her to Nyla. So then I'm saying it right now.
0: Wow! Yeah, I'm proud, proud of you, bud. Um, Your rage
1: and just you know,
0: <laughs> it's like when people drinking can speak different languages.
1: <laughs> yes, I have a i i I had a friend in college who was like super fluent in Spanish, like great. Like she was all, she was admittedly great with language, um, but you know, romance language is very very similar. Mm-hmm. I guess when she got super drunk and went to Italy, like she was not, not capable in Italian.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, then again, the Italians could have just been like really nice as well because um, everyone was drinking. But anyway, speaking of drinking, sorry to interrupt. What do you, what do you, what do you crack open?
0: Oh, I, this is my second one. It's called Latitude 33 Degrees Honey Hips.
1: They say sweet,
0: but I don't really mean it's should be it. Is it an IPA? It is, it's 83 Oh Ugh, God, what is,
1: (sighs) all right, I want to, I'd like to move us to the, uh, Hero Murphy is freaking me out, I forgot to take a note on that, but I'm glad that I looked at yours, because this is a super important one to talk about, because again, it's not just retconning, but it's also being kind of super fucking rude to the female characters.
0: Yeah, and so, I, when I first watched this episode, I didn't pick up on this, but this conversation, we talked about last Episode um mm-hmm. where it's like, why is you know, Murphy has twice the lines of Amori, and everyone also keeps calling him the hero. But I was like sitting back and I was thinking about it, and someone I think, what was the post on Reddit? It was like um best character or like best development, whatever. And it was a picture of Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, or like something about the hero, and I was sitting there and I'm just like when you think about Amori and all the things that she's done, why is it that Murphy, next to Amori, becomes the hero? Because even going back to season, um, well, let, let me just start with, like, how the criticism went on, on Reddit. So I, I replied, and I was like, hey, so what about Amori? Like, why does she not get any recognition? Like, she's been right by Murphy's side through all of this. Why Why is he the hero, and she's, like, a floor lamp? And um, someone's like, well, she's never had her own arc. She's always just been part of, like, Murphy or Raven's story. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. And so my argument, which I wrote this, like, walled text, was, (laughs) you know, we go back to season um, three, first of all, this is when she was introduced, um, on that walkabout with Jaha, and um, she's her own person. She's tricking people in the desert to benefit herself and her brother. Um, mm-hmm. she's trading things, um, to Allie, um, you know, like tech bits and stuff like that, you know, to survive. Um, and then she meets Murphy and, you know, they're kind of like two sides of the same point. They're, they're both cockroaches. They both have to just look out for themselves, especially after her brother dies. Um, but she has this very like rich backstory, you know, she's in, uh, she has a mutation. She was cast out from her crew. Um, it, it's very, you, you, there's like a built in reason for why she is the way she is, which makes her character very real. Um, and, and I think like one of the best scenes for her was, you know, in season four where she thinks, um, when they run out of people to test on that she's going to be next because she's the outsider and she's always expendable in any context that she's in. Mm -hmm. And so she makes up that whole story about that guy being her tormentor so that instead he's the one that's being experimented on. Um, And that was like such a great little scene where you really see like her cockroach glisten. Um, (laughs) And so, but, you know, um, along that way, her and Murphy create this little family where they care Mm -hmm. about each other. And so this is kind of like the first little bloom of being capable of caring beyond themselves um and so they go to space and you know how I feel about off-screen development <laughs> so while she's in space she's um Raven's second person in terms of tech and kind of like an apprentice and while like I said I hate um off-screen development like we're we're introduced to the side of her immediately in season five when she lands the ship Um, and so you can kind of see, like, the sense of accomplishment she has. Like, the nervousness of whether she was going to be able to do that to begin with. Like, it was just a great little moment for her. And, like, um, speaking to her arc for the rest of season five, honestly, I can't remember because I've, like, tried to erase that from my memory.
1: (laughs) But she, she was so pleased when she landed, when she landed it. And, like, you got to see Joy. And so, like, it's not like they haven't been teasing her out having her own story.
0: Exactly. And that story for her continued in season six when she's helping um, Raven with all these things. And like there's such a great episode where so Murphy um, you know, sells his soul for immortality. He gets the chip. And now he needs to bring Amori into it. And um it was such a great episode which really exercised her agency in the relationship where she just she doesn't just go along with what he wants to do she really has to think about what it means for her and what she feels about it. And then she makes her decision. And it was just like, that was like, I think the first time where I was like, wow, they actually, they're really actually doing her, um, character justice in this very subtle arc that's been going on. Um, and so we know how all of that ends. Um, but so season seven, um, has really been her time to shine because she, so she was still pretending to be a prime, but while, Murphy was just winging it as best she could. She basically. did her research
1: because she because they always write yes. the girls she was being Hermione and like getting shit for it and yeah. not getting the right recognition for
0: exactly so she yeah not she trying too hard,
1: whole, but actually yeah. trying
0: yeah, she read the whole fucking diary so that she knows what Kaylee would think what Kaylee would do. um Murphy does nothing so she she like
1: can, but she Murphy gets all the credit
0: yeah. She works to get this like party going and like, again, like talking about how well her character has been maintained, um, where she was cast out for being, um, like having a mutation, like how can she not relate to the children of Gabriel who were cast out for not having a mutation? <laughs> um, and so she wants to unite those, those people with her parents because in her soul, that's what she wishes for herself. So she thinks that that's what the children of Gabriel would also want. So she does this, um, and she does this, like, for them, um, and so all these things that she does, and, like, meanwhile, Murphy's getting, like, captured and has to play chess, like, several times. Oh, my God. Um, she's the protecting chess. All these people. And, like, I'm not saying that Murphy's not doing good things because he is, but he's getting called a hero left and right, and what is Amori doing? Like, she's doing heroic so much work. Yeah, and so I'm just, like... It, it, it just like, completely struck me. And then, so, um, the whole point of this long, long <laughs> monologue is that, um, in this episode, when, um, so they're trying to, to, to fix the helmet so that they can, um, find the stone. And so Which, by the of- way,
1: is just straight down in the fucking... Right. Pit fighting pit, like they are just sure gotta dig, <laughs> like we already know where it is. Like, it's not like it's not like,
0: uh, yeah, just just look for like. I mean, uh, Maddie was already going through those tunnels, like, why don't you just see if those go anywhere down? Like, just try, right? Um, <sighs> yeah, but so, so that scene where um, Raven's sitting there, Amori's sitting there, like, Amori's cutting wires, um, and Raven's like working with the cauterizer, and and then soldering. Murphy's like, ugh, are you guys done? Or, like, whatever he says. Like, so grumpy. And, like, um, Raven's like, ugh, here Murphy's, like, so hard to, like, deal with. I'm like, he's fucking standing there. Who's doing the work? You guys. How dare you see that? Like, what?
1: Who made you see that? <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's totally, and again, like, it's such, it's such playing into the stereotype of, like... The boy in school who doesn't do the work and the know it all girl who gets like shit on for doing all the work and yet he gets all the credit like that is what is happening, yeah yeah, and i don't I don't love that for Raven or Amori, like Raven, who has been shown to be incredibly fucking smart and capable, like that is her character, and Amori who like is. Apprenticing with Raven The incredibly smart And fucking capable Raven And then Murphy Like Being a fucking hero What? Because he's impatient? Like I don't
0: get it I don't, I don't well, it, what it's-, it's because
1: like Murphy suddenly is like Wow the people on Sanctum Shouldn't die Like wow So he gets so much credit For like Bare minimum human empathy
0: Exactly Exactly Like the bar is so low For him Anything above that is heroics
1: <sighs> I mean And again I love Murphy Like yeah. I've enjoyed him this season, it's weird that he's Clearly gotten somebody else's storyline But fine, like, I like, you know, Richard Does a great job, but like, it's just Kind of a little bit icky as As a girl who like, tried Really hard in school and stuff And like, had to deal with like, the lazy Like, group partner mm-hmm. Who still got the same, if not more Credit.
0: Yeah, and like, when people say Like, you know, we're past sexism, et cetera, et cetera it's like ask a girl who was who, who saying that who was saying that sexism because for example and like I have so many examples um when I was working my at my first job in New York City um I we were meeting with a client and so I was taking one of the designers with me um to pitch what we um wanted to do for them and so I had all my notes I had prepared and everything and like As like the um account executive, like it fell to me to lead the discussion, et cetera, et cetera. And so the designer sits down, who's a guy, and um he just starts going into it like he is leading the conversation. And he's like, um, thank you so much for meeting with us. Like, we're gonna talk about this and this and this and this and this. And he's basically giving a run through of the things that I went over with him, giving him a heads up of like the way that I was going to direct the meeting. And I was just like, what the fuck? And, like, um, it was just one of those moments where I was just like, and I know that he's not a bad guy. This was not him trying to be, like, you know, step over me and, like, do all these things. But that was his instinct
1: based on. No, but he's used to being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, He's used to being able to do that. And, like, so. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Welp (laughs) Speaking of white dudes Um so Shade Hedda um well sorry Shade Hedda arrived and was invisible And I can't believe anyone was shocked by that Because we have known that they do invisibility (laughs) shit And so they are like what the portal just opened And no one came through okay Um so Shade Hedda uh Betrays I guess Uh whatever Bill wanted Um and then What's that? Shocker shocker shocking no one could see this coming no one can see him surviving last episode um but yeah so let's let's i guess talk about i i was gonna have us talk about hope and jordan but i kind of like the only thing i can really have to say about that is like everyone being like for jordan to be like i got this and for like gabriel to be like you know that's your time amigo like go talk to her and like it, it always fell to some dude to like try to make hope feel better and i was just like i get what you're trying to do but like the i got this was just icky like don't write it like that so i <laughs> well, first, yeah is there anything that you want to say about that whole thing because like i realized that oh okay. yeah What
0: the hope and um... the hope
1: and and jordan of it all
0: i mean I didn't really, really have anything on, beyond a last-minute relationship. Like, I mean, is, is anybody invested in this?
1: It, I mean, I would possibly be more invested if we had actually, if Jordan had been a character. Like yeah. he had two seasons to be a character, and he was not. So
0: I, it, it just feels as arbitrary as Becca was in space. Like, uh, who else are they going to bang? I guess they'll have to bang each other.
1: Like <laughs> these two crazy kids.
0: And, um yeah like you said I would have enjoyed this better if we didn't have all of these things to gripe about because like how how do you enjoy like something so throwaway if it's if everything else is like messed up
1: you know Well yeah cuz they're like you know oh they found each other they come from such common experience and all that and I'm like yeah, yeah that that would be great but like yeah. Now's not the time
0: It's a cherry on top But if you have nothing to put the cherry on top why? You're the just top eating a bowl of maraschino cherries.
1: cherries Which yeah. I do enjoy a bowl of maraschino cherries Like they are delicious But at the same time, tummy ache um, Alright, so let's talk about Gabriel's death Because, you know, if we didn't have to deal with the whole Bellamy thing First of all, that should have been Bellamy's death Second of all, it was a good death Like It was he, he. It was heroic, you know. We got the Traveler's blessing. People were moved. He Everyone's died among. Him. <laughs> right. He died among quote unquote friends, like people that you know he had learned to care about, like clearly Hope and and Echo. Um, you know, he spent you know five years on on penance with them, on Skyring with them. So you know, well, Echo got there, a good no, debt. Oh wait, wait, Echo wasn't there. She wasn't there. Just Hope on Skyring.
0: Oh, no, I mean, in the death scene.
1: Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. My bad. I just, I have face blindness. Um, <laughs> but but the fact that there were people there mourning him, there with him, trying to save him, he got to die on his own terms, be like, I don't want you to save me. Um, how about that?
0: Yeah, I guess, again, like, so, I, I know that we, especially me, sound bitter about all these things. And so, when something is done... While well, we should be like Saying the positive But it's really hard To look at this death scene And not think of Bellamy And even mm-hmm. even before this death scene You know um, Gabriel playing on the piano And having that moment with Maddie Right it's like Bellamy
1: was always taking in Wayward children
0: Yeah not only that but like Gabriel tortured his own children For 25 years To bring back his psycho ex-girlfriend Yes Children torture for 25 years, and he gets this cute last scene with Maddie um, before he uses his life to protect her um, and dies as a result. So, you know, the last scene, Bellamy um, is killed for like not protecting Maddie, quote unquote, and, um, <laughs> and dies alone with no friends. Um, But the child murderer Hot child murderer To be fair to everybody out there Who loves him um,
1: I mean it does matter that he is hot Like I'm sure that that has affected Many people's uh, Memories Fandom of of him (laughs) Yes
0: Um, But so So yeah So he gets to have this moment with Maddie and He gets to play the hero to Maddie um, And it just feels wrong It just feels so wrong um, and so because like you said Bellamy has been trying to adopt Every child around him since season one You know we have that great moment in season two Where Fox sees him come in um, Disguised as a Mount Weather um, Officer and yep. she's just like Oh Bellamy, thank god Like Every delinquent Just be, just came to look at him as like A savior basically Because like he he put himself On the line He like he protected them, he, he would throw himself off a cliff to save somebody, like, he'd go into a mountain where he would probably die to save all of them, like, that is always who Bellamy has been, so it is just such an insult that he dies alone, um, supposedly putting Maddie's person in danger, and Gabriel, the hotel murderer, again, gets to have a moment with Maddie, and gets to die among all of Bellamy's
1: friends and family. <laughs> I mean again, it was a good death it was a good death it was a good death
0: it's what he like he got, got stabbed
1: once and then he decided not today, fucker and then he like got stabbed a bunch more times and yeah he you know he he got his redemptive arc yeah. he protected Maddie. Um, well, let's actually end on a, unless, unless you have anything more, um, well, no, I mean, I guess I can say Maddie, you know, stabbed herself or, you know, whatever, and went to Bardo or the fuck. Do we want to say anything about that?
0: Um, well, I guess it's just like, when we talk about Bellamy's death being meaningless, like, Mm -hmm. on how many levels is it meaningless
1: now? Right, because by the end of it, Maddie is like, okay, so I'm going to voluntarily go.
0: Yeah, at no point has Clark or anybody acknowledged that his death was meaningless. That it was a mistake, clearly. Because had she just left him there with the book, Maddie would still end up in the same place.
1: Yeah, because they still would have sent what's his name? Shady. Yeah. Like everything else would have played out the same. Yep. Yep.
0: And so how doesn't any of that make sense? And so that's Part of the the last thing we discussed. The other last thing is, um, it was nice that Miller got to...
1: I was, I was going to have us end on this note. That, that I was really glad that we got to have Miller do something that just focused on him and he was, he was a hero.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like.
1: Um,
0: It was nice. But then the last thing is, um, there was that script bit released that gave more of a tribute to Bellamy in this episode, and obviously that scene was Oh, I didn't see that.
1: TLDR me that.
0: Oh, um, uh, I'm not even gonna read it, because, so, it was just, like, everyone kind of, like, saying a nice, I don't know, saying something about Bellamy and, like, the whole, um...
1: Like, as part of a scene?
0: Yeah. Like, it it was, I think, part of the first scene. Um, and... they cut it. And, like, so some people... Really? ...posted it to Reddit... Um, and some people are like, oh, no, I'm glad they cut it. It was cheesy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you see the rest of this episode? Like, the whole episode was cheesy. <laughs> um, Hope and Jordan dancing was fucking cheesy. Gabriel tickling the Ivories
1: is cheesy. Like, the whole echo Saying of trivia, tickling the Ivories is but, cheesy. Ugh, it's cheesy. Because so, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Gabriel is theoretically around our age. Do you know what I mean? Like, he- mm-hmm. Or, like a little bit older, and like no one of our generation says tickling the ivories, not like I get that he's little girl panties exactly it's not a good, it's not a good no, just no, yeah. like it's not he was not born in the fucking fifties like it's it was so weird, anyway, sorry, continue,
0: um you know, so um, so the fact that they cut that but left everyone everything else in, I'm just like. It's so hard not to create a narrative around what and why the writers are making the choices that they are. Like
1: why would you cut that out and then leave the Nyla the Nyla and Echo bit in? Because that unless unless by some miracle that has to like tie into something, that gave us yeah, it gave us great insight into Nyla and a bit into Echo, but it's was so unnecessary. For this point that not having Sort of any kind of like you said A tribute or something to where like The characters remember Bellamy Yeah that that would have been You know
0: and it doesn't even like Make us feel differently about the characters Um it like it Sort of tries to justify Echo's backstory at best But still it's like well she didn't tell him And now
1: he's dead who cares Right like it's right who cares Um she she feels sad about That okay well yeah, we all have regrets, don't we? But also,
0: like, did we really need to have Nila puking on a, a carpet, no less? And then just, <laughs> like, if you are able to walk away after puking on an inside floor, you're in the wrong because you should have cleaned it. If you is, this, are, is this
1: your well, actually?
0: No, this is my party rules. If you <laughs> need to be carried away from the puke that you created, you're off the hook of having to clean it. But if you walk away from it,
1: if you are ambulatory under your own devices, yes. you can pick up a towel you, or at least put down a towel.
0: Yeah, otherwise you are an asshole. So congratulations, we now know that Neil is an asshole.
1: So here we are. <laughs> um, um, do, you, do you have anything else before we get into our well actually's and petty bullshit? Though it honestly feels like the enti- us oh. discussing this entire episode was a well-actually and I petty know.
0: bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's not our focus the writers. Um, no, I think we can go
1: into the well, actually. Um, all right, so I already mentioned mine, which was my beef with a shady shoulder tattoo, which we haven't seen it before, right?
0: Um, I don't think so. Well, so I have this vague memory, but, like, so sometimes my memory to make things make sense will kind of, like, add something in. So I don't know if it's just making this up or if this actually happened, but there may have been a scene right after he... Um, quote unquote beat Indra where he was getting like tattoos. But I don't, I, that could totally be me just trying to make sense of it. I mean, maybe so that happens. If you guys watched and remembered, please let please us let know. Please let us know
1: because, like, clearly we are in a, it, like, it's impossible to keep all of these, like, different retcons straight. Uh, and let's be honest with, we're not gonna really watch. with Quarantine Brain. It's just, it's it's too much of an ask. Um all right so what about you what what did you have
0: um so you know in the f- the last episode of last season where Octavia was stabbed and disappears
1: mm-hmm.
0: um did the knife stay back i thought she disappeared knife and all
1: i don't remember
0: So I don't remember either, but I'm pretty sure that she disappeared knife and all. But in this case, Shadhada disappears and the knife is left behind so that Maddie
1: can go to Bardo. (laughs) Well, of course, because plot force. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, this again, thank you to our listeners for listening. I feel like we uh, even I mean, who knows? Maybe Shaheen would have been as salty, too um so this episode uh but i i do i do feel bad that this just kind of came out like as just 100% bitch session um but at the same time like i'm also not sorry because like what the fuck was this like selena was live tweeting this which she never does and she was using curse words which she never does so like i feel like if this episode truly and absolutely broke selena um then you know we're allowed to be petty and that's probably why you're listening to this podcast because you (laughs) are also a salt bucket um any tv shows movies books drawings on your refrigerator to to recommend
0: Um, yes, wait, did you say? Oh, you already talked about the shoulder. Okay, oh, wait, one, wait, so one more while actually. Okay, um, okay, so we're just pretending that time dilation isn't a thing anymore,
1: right? Yes, yes, that's exactly right.
0: Because so I was like thinking about it like, so Earth would be slower than all the other places because it's nowhere near this black hole that speeds things up, and so the fact that. That, that there's greenery that A doesn't come up and yeah they don't explain the greenery. Um, oh
1: we didn't talk about that. No,
0: there's okay we have a few things to talk about yeah
1: Oh yeah, hold up. They don't explain the greenery in the sense that those trees are decades, if not like hundreds of years old. Yes, like how, so. What kind of trees are those? Pine trees. It's whatever grows in fucking Vancouver, okay, right? Okay. So
0: pine tree. How long to grow? I don't know why we look at so. How long to grow, what is, do you think it's like 100 feet?
1: Sure, let's say 50.
0: One feet to two feet every year. So 50, 25 years, okay, fine. Um, but so 50 years into, how, what was the timeline? Um, I'm, like, blanking on everything. Anyways, Monty decided that, like, Earth wouldn't grow back after, like, 50 years.
1: And yet they came back and it is, like, identical to what it was.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, A, it makes his death and Harper's death meaningless. Um, it makes, um, Jordan growing up a weird homeschool kid meaningless. Um, what is going on? Why do we have to go to sync to them then? Like, I don't... Well, anyways, going back to the time dilation, <laughs> all that pisses me off. But going back to the time dilation, it's only used when it's convenient. Um, since Earth would have invariably been slower, having been so much farther from this black hole, um, the fact that they don't lose their memories when they get there, like... I don't know if they're going to somehow like maybe now they actually are all in a simulation. I think this is why people keep giving the um theory of it being a simulation because if it's not a simulation, There's no consistency. There's no consistency. Um in like so like Bellamy going to um Etheria not having a helmet, not losing his memories, um when clearly that went slower than anything else. So th- was that a simulation? I mean, if suddenly like n- nothing is a simulation, like the, the show is broken, like there's no consistency. <laughs> um. So well, actually, that's, yes. Well, actually, um. And now we can go into our wrap up. Unless you have more too that you want to add.
1: No, no, that's that's pretty much it. Nothing makes any goddamn sense. Um. What what sort of good media do you have to uh, recommend to us?
0: Well, so um, I keep hearing about K dramas, um, mm-hmm. and.
1: Alicia. It's apparently the hot new thing. What? It's a hot new thing.
0: Hot new thing. Korean dramas, if, you're, if you've if you never heard about before. <coughs> just like K-pop is Korean pop. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, our friend Alicia, or Sarah Station on Twitter, um, has always been a big proponent of these shows, and she's always like recommended a bunch of her favorites. Um, so she posted a list the other day, and I went through all of it. Um, and there's one in particular that just sounded like silly good fun, like it's about... This alien comes to Earth, he um, eventually meets this um, female celebrity, and, like, they have this, like, funny dynamic. Like, I think the the gif that brought me in was this woman crying over shoes trying to appeal to the alien, and I was like, I don't know the context of that. That's but hilarious. this
1: is my new favorite show.
0: Yeah, well, we, it's 2020, like... If we're gonna have to watch this, like, grim, dark, um, six year old masturbation. Oh, that's, oh, God. <laughs> I wish I could take those
1: flowers. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be on a watch list.
0: That was, so what I was trying to say was, like, like a child creating something, and that is not what I wish. Anywho. Well, I can I better describe it. Um, if we're gonna have to watch this grim, dark, um, Show. exercise
1: in masturbatory um incongruities yeah,
0: yeah something like that
1: Yes, yeah, something okay.
0: like that let's go with that um then I'm gonna need some things to balance it out so um so I started watching the show um but I realized at first I was like well, I don't know if the quality is where I want it to be um but at the same time I'm definitely sucked in and then like I just realized today that I'm watching the wrong show, but it is like, it is the same plot line, but I'm watching the Philippines version of the Korean. Oh my
1: God. How did you not realize that you were watching a Filipino show?
0: Well, because it was the exact same plot line. No, I knew it was
1: a Filipino show,
0: but I I thought like, oh, maybe there were like other Asian um, shows mixed into this list and they all kind of fall under K-drama based on um, the genre slash the um, production of it.
1: But that was not the case.
0: This is is my first K-drama, quote unquote. Um, So I I didn't really know what the rules are um and so anyways this one is called so alicia called it um my love from another star and i um i went on the same app that she did um and i looked up my love from and then it came my love from a star and i was like well that's not another star but then i clicked on it and the synopsis syno- Am I saying that right? oh, synopsis yeah was exactly the same so i'm like oh it must be the right show so, Listen,
1: I mean, you don't you don't need to you don't need to like, you know, validate or, you know, excuse uh, your your racism.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I knew that it was Filipino, it, but
1: also is like, the show good.
0: Um, It's it reminds me of a Mexican soap opera. So if you're into soap operas, yes. And I'm <laughs> on episode 15. I'm not having a bad time. Um, OK, so, so my whole point in, in telling you everyone, this is just like. If you're looking for something soapy and hilarious, I think that My Love from a from Another Star is probably the higher production value, uh, and you should probably start with that. But like, I can't switch over to that till I finish this. I'm committed. I like the characters. The guy is super hot, even though he has long hair. never liked somebody with long hair. I'm totally yet. Into it, though. Yeah, and yet, um, and it's just like hilarious. It's just like it gives um the way that when you, Alicia told me what it was about. I was like, oh my God, total selfie energy. And she's like, yes, definitely. Which, if you did not see Selfie, I don't know that you can watch it online anywhere anymore unless you like, try to rip it from something. But it was a great sitcom for a year, and I'm not sure why they canceled it, and I'm so not over Anyways. Joe, what did admittedly, you Admittedly, I didn't. Uh,
1: admittedly, I never watched Selfie, but probably turned off by the name of it. Um, oh. I think, I think that, that was, what kill the show, to be honest. Yeah, it's a horrible name. But anyway, um, we haven't actually watched anything besides uh Agents of Shield. Um girlfriend has wanted us to start watching uh Nurse Ratchet, but um I, every time we're done with like we're ready to watch TV at night i'm like oh let's put on something agents of shield cuz it's cozy <laughs> um but i will say that they've made some really sort of weird little char- like weird plot changes and stuff like that but it all totally works and what really sets this show apart especially and i'm sort of surprised given that it's like you know on abc it's a network show man they remember their characters <laughs> Like, relationship stuff that happened years ago, like, they'll reference something and I can tell that it's not, like, a retcon. I just was too stoned to remember what they were talking about, but I know that it wasn't them making up bullshit. Um, so they're doing, like, they're- they're- um we're on season five, um, they did- They've done uh, a City of Light storyline. They've done um, a sort of time dilation sort of-ish storyline um, or, you know, future past storyline. Like, they're doing a lot of things that are funnily enough, um, you know, tangential to The Hundred, um, mm-hmm. but they also remember that their characters are the important part of the show. Um, so, you know, that's fun. Um, recommend Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think all of it or most of it's on Netflix at this point. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else before I send us out?
0: No. um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is totally on my list. Um, I think because
1: it's such a commitment. It got really good. Seasons one through four and a half were pretty solid, but like four and a half through, were like halfway through season five. Really, really, really good. Well, I actually, I actually did watch a lot of the beginning.
0: And once we log off, I'll tell you how far I got and you can tell me a little bit more about like how it goes on from there. Um, okay, but no. From what I remember watching, I did really like the characters, and um, I I, yeah. I keep thinking like because I know that there are people who still like the hundred exactly like it is. I don't say it's a lot of people, but some people. Um, and I keep like trying to um, figure out if like in in a sense we're too close to it, and that's why it falls apart for us. So like
1: when, when I think about like um,
0: when you don't, no, but at here's the, the things.
1: My my girlfriend is, is a filthy casual watcher, and mm-hmm. this season she is rolling her eyes so hard and, like, yelling at the TV, which is not usually something that she does. So, mm-hmm. like, for her, she watches a show and then kind of forgets about it for the most part, mm-hmm. Um, and she is having a really hard time making it through this season.
0: Interesting. Okay. Because, like, I, I just feel like all the relationships are so broken and they don't spend any time trying to... Keep them intact, in a, that's the part that I'm just like. Is it just me that I, is too close, or like what is
1: going on? But no, I'm. I mean, it's anecdotal, but I'll take it. <laughs> All right, I'm glad. I'm glad that I could you know help out with that. Um, we we did miss uh Shaheen and his uh you know very smart things that he would probably maybe have said this episode. Who knows? Um, but next week, uh, we will be talking about. 715, the penultimate episode, The Dying of the Light, um written by Kim Shumway. Um, so they've already killed Bellamy once, so maybe maybe she'll get to kill him again. <laughs> she would love that. <laughs> uh, that was for you. Um, all right. Thank you so much for uh not bailing on this week's recording, like certain people. And uh yeah, maybe geek again. Woo! Woo! Bye everyone.